0: G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt for a uh, very uh, precocious, rained-out, potentially meeting at Week. But we've um, like our our sort of daddy is off, but the real daddy, like in great cricket terms too, daddy, the out of or is it was the Ganguly, uh, the the boss man of form. One of the two people I probably learnt the most off in my journey so far. Mark Lamborn has been good enough to join us. Mark, welcome.
1: Thanks, Jack, and uh, you've got a fresh victim today, so uh, look, I'm stepping into the breach. Uh, Those of us that grew up on the track and in the ring, were just in awe of Mark Sheen, so I'm very, very grateful to be able to um, take his place here.
2: Mark, how are you? I'm very well. Well. Uh, Yes, uh, very pleased to be on the show with Mark. Uh, Mark and I have never actually met, but I've obviously known of Mark's work for a long time, even going back to... Uh, When I first started concentrating on Sydney racing when I worked at IAS, the late lamented IAS, back in about 2005, and um, once I was promoted to the Metro racing there, one of my jobs was to put up early markets. And Mark's markets, we paid for because uh, they were a crucial uh, second opinion and guide to what to put up. And uh, anyone who's bought Mark's stuff over the years will also be aware that in in, uh, addition to the assessed price, there's a market assessment as well, which was just invaluable, I think. So... Uh, Great to finally meet you, Mark.
1: You too, Mark. Uh, Your reputation precedes you as well. And of course, uh, (coughs) we're generally uh, tailing each other on the pro lays at Betfair during the week.
2: That's right. Yes, you were giving me a hiding in this uh, competition until Wednesday on that horrible track at Canterbury.
1: (laughs) Well, we've seen plenty of horrible tracks in Sydney this year. So Sydney yesterday cracked the all-time record for rain. Uh, fortunately, there was a ribbon of rain that was going through the city uh, and down to the airport and there was four inches at the airport, uh, only an inch and a half at Randwick for the same period, which is probably uh, a good thing. Yeah. How's the how's the uh, park down there in Erskineville? Uh, <laughs> Racing Red Park has got no grass, it's just mud. Oh, God. It's, so will we, it... will we get through it, do you
2: think, though? I mean, it depends on what happens tomorrow, doesn't it, really?
1: It does. The, look, the intention will be to uh, to proceed because obviously the hospitality is a big uh, feature of this particular month, the month of meetings at Randwick. Um, it, look, the rain is supposed to come back this, this afternoon and then a low-pressure cell forms just off the coast and delivers some uh, wild weather late tomorrow and certainly into Sunday. So uh, we'll just have to keep our fingers crossed. As I said at the start of the show, Mark Lamborn's been like a
0: guide Mentor to me, and a lot of people who have watched this stuff, if you want to get more of it
1: after you've watched in today, racingrant.com.au. Hi, they're all. Uh, just, it's, it's basically an information hub where uh, we don't have the same sort of um, focus that you guys have in delivering sort of targeted information. We're more of a community that uh, offers um, uh, a facility to jump in and out of um, ideas and um, chat amongst the uh, the, the community.
0: Yeah, huge resource if you want to learn more, uh, racingrent.com.au. Uh, boys, so we think there's a chance we get through this meeting, but we're not overly confident. And if we do get to the meeting, let's say we do, hypothetically, what sort of rail? Do we, this is eight-metre rail on Saturday? Yes.
2: Oh, it's eight metres from the 1,000 to winning Post, so effectively, yeah. I mean,
0: What does that mean, pattern-wise? What's our best prediction? I'm interested
2: to get Mark's thoughts because I'm a bit scared of the meeting back in September when they pushed it out seven. Uh, and it was wet, and I wasn't expecting it to play inside and on pace or inside anyway, and it did for the most part.
1: Yes, it was a nasty, nasty rail. It uh, had something to do with race morning rain as well, but uh, you are—you uh, would be forgiven for going into the meeting expecting something similar, which is uh, mm-hmm. find the rail and, uh, you know, leave the rail at your peril. Yeah. Um, and certainly uh, on that day, the positions lead – Outside lead if you were a good horse, and box seat were just gold.
2: Yes, that, it was the horse in the last race. Uh, his name is Scopes in Train. Kiss the, Kiss the Bride. Kiss the oh, Bride. This is seat.
0: this is amazing. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it, it box seated and looked like it was going to run about seventh at the two hundred, and just outplugged them because everything else had had worse runs than it. It was just hmm. uh, it was horrible to watch, and uh, yeah, it was a very uh, very dicey track.
1: Well, the uh, the signs were ominous of ominous the first race of the highway when Prince D'Acone, T. Clark, speared across, yeah. led, and J-Mac appeared to have plenty of horse underneath him, the three-year-old filly that's going around tomorrow. Um, and you could see it was a real struggle that, uh, you know, Prince D'Acone was just in a position of uh, strength. And, yeah. yes, I mean, I'm hoping it's not like that tomorrow, but uh, I am fearful it is. With j headed to uh, the Grouse meeting at Caulfield on Sabo, Sun's actually out this morning, which is interesting,
0: but did piss down last night. Um, who's a rider or two we could focus on as a like a, an improver here? Nash for Wheeler has some Grouse little Randwick week stats on the puttingform.com.au uh, jockey sheet. Is he back and is he ready to, to maximise that? First day back for Nash, isn't it? Uh,
2: from a short injury let off. Um, yeah, look, I mean, it's that time of year where the cream rises to the top. I mean, if you go through the last 100 uh, ride stats, et cetera, on punting form, you'll see a lot of apprentices in there who sort of made hay during the winter where their claim has come to the fore. Generally, at this time of year, obviously, that doesn't uh, doesn't matter as much. But, um, yeah, I would expect – I mean, Nash is the highest profile because name jockey there but in the absence of uh, the, the real big guns, I suppose. I don't if
0: you ask RaceNet, yeah. Ben Malham's there. Did you not notice that? Oh, he's Victorian. J. Carr's partner. Yes, I,
2: I have heard of him. Profile
0: yeah. wise, he's number one now. Is he,
2: he's won the old Golden Slipper. Oh, profile wise, yes. I mean, to new idea readers and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
2: yeah. um, yeah, he's won a Golden Slipper. I'm sorry, if, uh, that was a bit disrespectful.
1: Yes, well, look, no no T Clark either tomorrow. T Clark, uh, you know, with that uh, rail position and potential pattern in view would have been um, a real go-to rider. So you've got Nash, which I think uh, you've highlighted the right rider there. Uh, Josh Parr is perhaps another one that uh, might find circ- uh, conditions to his liking tomorrow.
0: Can we go off, off the script a bit and just yeah. want to ask you a question, Mark Lamborn? I, I, I think I've picked this up from you, where you profile certain riders to suit certain tracks and certain rides. So, like, if it's on pace and, and inside, then Pete Clark, you're going to bonus him just that little bit.
1: Especially if he's drawn wide, you know what he's doing. He's um, yeah. there has been a suspicion that he's uh, he's not been as uh, uh, intentful this year, but uh, he he's denied that vehemently when put when that's been put to him. It's uh, it's just you know there are some riders, and Nash is another another great example. In fact, he probably taught the others their craft. Yeah of uh, riders that you know what to expect in uh, in situations where you want a horse to go forward from a wide draw.
0: Cool. Let's kick off. Uh, we're going to profile, we're going to preview, sorry, uh, races four, seven, and eight, and we're going to start race four, the Roman Consul Stakes, 1,200-meter group two for the three-year-olds. Best of Bordeaux's favorite, $2.80 with readybet.com.au. Uh, an Australian owned and operated bookmaker. Uh, download the app today and gamble, gamble responsibly. Always gamble responsibly, but download the app first, then gamble responsibly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Best of Ordo 280, Sarah, well, Sweet Ride 750, oh. Natuno 650, and the others longer. Coat scratched. Interesting. Uh, speed map, boys, thoughts? Uh, just difficult. before we get to the speed note, you've
2: left about half the market there. I see you skipped the because you didn't want to pronounce yeah. it. Yeah,
0: oh, you should have seen what I did yesterday yeah. to Z- Zapateo. I still can't <laughs> say it. <laughs> uh,
2: you, you missed Zuccarino, who's in the market, and the Philly down the bottom, Malinga Beast, is at uh, $5.50, I believe. So, yes, Zuccarino and Malinga Beast should be added to that market. But, uh, yes, Mark, your view on the
1: map? Well, he's a keen bean, best of Bordeaux. Sweet Rider right will obviously hold his position down along the inside. Best of Bordeaux expected to cross. And uh, if sweet Rider right either trails him or pops outside, linger Beast with the blinkers on back in distance won't be far away. Mm-hmm. And I uh, had one of uh, Natuno or Zuccarino looking for 1-1 if that's available, possibly going back to midfield. Um, the blue colours sell us some Sajard and i would map back.
2: Yeah, I was worried where, where Natuno gets to from the outside barrier, despite the small fields. Um, with Tommy Berry in the saddle, he's going to have to make a decision pretty early, I think, or he could be posted. And if that's uh, if the rail plays there, we suspect at might, that could be a problem for him.
1: Yeah, so, so uh, look, at these these three-year-olds, they've sort of battled around. Sweet Riot has been the uh, the um, the giant killer uh, <laughs> of, the, uh, of the spring so far, because, of course, he won the race at big odds, and then he uh he put it to best of bordeaux when they last clashed best of bordeaux eventually came back underneath the j mac but uh i um i'm on looking at the filly here uh, she's uh snitzel back on um on pretty deep ground and i like, really like the blinkers on back in distance uh taking the park so uh I, I didn't have a real strong opinion uh in the race but uh i certainly mark Willinger beast a bit shorter than she is currently
2: Cronin? yeah i have too um I'm just about sick of her. I, I, I was on her off the big Canterbury wing in the Percy Sikes, something I don't usually like doing back in Canterbury, Canterbury form in a race like that at uh, Randwick. But uh, it was so impressive back that she went very close to beating Paris Dior, and I thought that race went very well. So uh, since those fillies have reappeared in the spring, I've fallen into that form with both of them on, a, on numerous occasions now and, and yet to collect. But this does look like her chance. With the blinkers on, it feels like D-Day. Wet track, Randwick, 1200, they all look like ticks. Uh, Yeah, I think that, well, you can wear 550, you can get $6. I think that's probably a bet in this race. Best of Bordeaux, look, he's run second in the Golden Slipper on a heavy track. I don't think that'll be his problem. If it's playing mad on pace, he's obviously the one to beat. But at the price, I'd rather be with Blinger Beast uh, with that caveat about watching how the track plays.
0: With Best of Bordeaux's SP profile map, what sort of price do you guys predict he starts
1: mark well uh, it, it clearly depends on what's happened in the three races prior but um the, the pattern yeah look I you know I, I've put down five to two three dollars fifty as an expected price on a hundred percent market at the moment but um, yeah. yeah it's uh look it's an interesting race because they've they've all been banging around at Rose Hill for most of their careers as well so uh, we don't have any ram with credits to um to uh, use use here, other than obviously the Philly being at Randwick uh, recently through the series and uh, back in the autumn. Uh, did,
2: could I just get a view from you, Michael, when you thought of that win at Goulburn, I think it was, of Salis?
1: Look, it was a country meeting. It wasn't a provincial meeting. No. So, um, I mean, you know, I, I, I referenced its first start where it raced at Canterbury, raced on the rails um, and didn't really flatter. So, um, you know, it's, it's one of those sort of lurking types that you're looking... Obviously, acts as fresh, fresh blood in this race, a bit of fresh yeah. meat. But um, given that I'm expecting the uh, the track to play uh, up and in, uh, I didn't consider it. It almost gets rid of it, doesn't
0: it? Imagine, imagine owning a maiden and going to Goulburn, thinking, oh, this is a nice race for us. Here comes the sheep, honestly.
2: That's, that <laughs> is, you know, that's
0: that, how bad would that be? No,
2: that's a byproduct of $30,000 maidens in all over the state.
0: We had another roller coaster today with the, with the Bloodstock business. Boss Queen st- stood on a nail this morning and he scratched. He was a $2.10 favourite in a, in a low race. You're right. So today road.
1: was her day by the sounds of it and no longer.
0: It looked a two horse race in a five horse field and um, yeah, disappointing. But we had the high of last Friday night. Mark, you, did, you,
1: did you watch any of the Valley? Did you see Keats run around at a buck 90? I'm going to have to go back and watch the replay because Friday night's not my scene, but uh, it sounds like it was yours. It was
0: the most nervous I've ever been on a racetrack, Um, like shitting myself. Gavin Bedgood, Jesus Bedgood, as we call him, um, our trainer. He was more nervous, I think. Like he was trying to suck the filter out of his dart, going that hard at him. (laughs) But uh, Craig Williams was like a was like a veteran, you know, like the like the quarterback. Just calmed us all down, pre and post race. Such an operator. Uh, But a huge thrill. We had to Caulfield on Wednesday, so. Might go to the Kunji, but probably won't, and we'll go to a Benchmark
1: seventy eight at Caulfield on Wednesday. So they are they are the uh, the group race springboards, the Benchmark seventy eights. Uh, uh, it's it's uh, it's been the thing in the last couple of years. See, th- this is
0: the whole new world. Like, it's fascinating. So if you go to the good race and run a good race, you jump
1: twenty ratings points. I know, I know, and you it, miss it, out on all the prize look, money. Right, so that- no, no one can seem to tell the handicapper what's what, and uh, they're. Desperate to maintain this pattern racing that's got these high ratings, and of course horses that run well in, the pat- in these pattern races have to get high ratings in order to justify the whole of, stack of cards. Yeah so it's a a tricky decision.
0: Anyway, the next race we're going to look at is race number seven, the gloaming stakes, 800 meters, group three for the three-year-olds again, um, this this speed map looks chaotic, um, very, very chaotic. Do we have any opinions here that we want to stamp early?
1: I, um, well, first of all, the 1800 starts on a bend. you've got the rail out eight metres, you'll, you'll look at the start going, holy Christ, um, I, uh, I wouldn't want to be much wider than gate one from that particular start. So it's nasty in that sense. Uh, also, there's not a lot of established speed. Uh, I imagine that New- the New Zealander will hop out. Um, and I had Monastery and Madame Adet, the uh, the Toowoomba winner, uh, heading forward, but not much else. Uh, perhaps Nash will give his horse a dig up to stay there from gate one, and Bunker Hut, uh, who's lightly raced, coming home for the first time, um, not that far away. But uh, yeah, it's a bit ugly in terms of a, 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 a race shape. Roden, any thoughts here? Like Matt was, like you got to.
0: Readybet.com.au, download that gamble responsibly. $3.60 Williamsburg, who backs up after a pretty good win last week. Yeah. This uh, match looks uh, horrendous. uh, uh,
2: Apologise for suggesting we look at this race in a truncated preview show. You asked me last night what races should we look at. This is one of the features I suggested. It is nightmarish. I don't have an opinion. First glance, uh, after I saw a market, I saw Williamsburg was favourite, backing up off a good win on a wet track, which he loves. Well, he's got to be favourite. He's drawn... Very wide, and Sharp and Smart, which has got the political debate form line, is pretty close to him. So I was originally thinking, well, we have to be with Williamsburg there, but there's no way you could back in early. He is well, going to be last or very close to it.
0: Well, because you told me we we're doing this race and I'm coming back to the, the professor, I thought I'd like to put something forward. Flag of Honor has an SP profile versus some of these sources that says he's a big price here, but he has a tricky map.
1: Yeah, but he's got the man, Jay Collett, to, to pick his way through. So if you are this is, we talked about riders earlier and what you can expect for rider from riders. Jay Collett is another man that you know what you're going to get. Jay Collett, if he's going to be conservative early stages, he will go back and find the fence. He'll find his he'll find the way through. Uh K Mac, I think you can be pretty sure will ride his horse like he did last week. Uh that was on the True Rail, the 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 uh, Let's say the best ground was probably six horses off last week, and you also had a bit of a field inversion there, where the last three on the turn finished one, two, three. So um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a tricky race for Williamsburg. I'm glad he's in the race because uh, he provides a, a, a point of contention. Um, the um, the uh, JJ Atkins form has been a bit troublesome uh, this preparation, hasn't it, Mark?
2: Yeah, it has. Uh- <laughs> The last two winters I haven't been particularly enamoured of the Queensland form, and, yeah, this year's not shaping up much different. I um, Is this the race? It is. This is the race head of State Beat Profondo in last
1: year, isn't it? Yeah, it was at Rose Hill last year. They've shifted it because they've shifted the spring champion stakes back two weeks, oh. um, and they've got rid of the Bondi. The Bondi is now... Uh, rebadged as the stan fox so which is called the calendar prisonal, i think in two weeks there's a lead up tomorrow the tap craig oh, yes. so um yeah th- th- we've got a slightly different uh, we've got a reorganized re- reorganized calendar and the gloaming is now at randwick but i mean yet again uh, both both tracks have a, a tricky start at the 1800 meters
2: yeah, I suppose the Bondi had to go, but that's – anyway. Um, I just saw, Jackie. were about to jump out of your chair when I mentioned Head of State. Why was
1: that? Pete's beat it by about six lengths on Friday night.
0: Last Friday night,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's covered himself in glory, Head of State. Well, he's a bit like Kubrick. Uh, I think uh, – wasn't Kubrick <laughs> two years between drinks after winning his winning the inaugural uh, ill-fated uh, Bondi? <laughs> when he
0: bent the rail in to get a rare... That's I've done it, that's right. Please. Yeah, cash is king. <laughs> that's right. Um, any thoughts, guys? Captain Pluto comes through a Bendigo race where the horse that won went around yesterday at Mornington in a big field. A dollar fifty chance was heavily, heavily backed. Couldn't win at any point. Got through his years pretty well. Is it a yeah, chance? Yeah,
1: look, there, there is a big number attached to his last win, which I, uh, because I'm unfamiliar with that form, um, I'm not, uh, not bagging, but of course he, he needs, what does he need? Four scratchings to get a run. So um you know I wasn't uh, paying him a lot of attention at this stage. Okay. Um the the um the Kiwi um Graham Rogerson returns to Sydney I I had to start with it simply because it was map positive and it um it did start very short very tight in the um in the JJ Atkins which I mentioned. Um the other horse that you mentioned Jack was Flag of Honor who Huey was Spent a lot of time trying to get away from gate one last week. As you mentioned, he started the same price as Williamsburg. And I think he was in the wrong spot. So uh, I, I went to him um, as a danger uh, in this race simply on the, because he's a bit more, you know, he's lightly raced. So he's just third up into this race off a 7 day backup. And, I, you know, I imagine that the rider is, uh, is more likely to find the right lane if needed.
0: So he's basically a case flag of honour if we see that they're getting on and making some ground.
1: Well, you
0: know, th- the these car. are
1: these are these are three-year-olds and well, early three-year-olds, and so whilst we've said, oh, there, you know, there doesn't look to be a lot of speed in the race, uh, we're putting together a full field, and most of them are seeing the eighteen hundred for the first time, so they they do get keener than you uh, would otherwise like, perhaps.
2: I uh, just to mention Promito, who's got barrier one, and his best ever run was on a heavy track. Um, G five fifty
1: looks. Oh, yeah, I mean the horse. I mean, if you look at the Golden Rose horses, uh, political debate and Brosnan were heavily restrained out, whereas Prometo sort of used his low draw just to, to settle a, a bit in front of them and um and save some ground. You know, I, I certainly didn't think his run was any better than the other two, if at all.
2: Yeah,
1: that's enough there, race right? seven, guys.
0: I would say so. Race eight, Silver Eagle, three hundred metres. Uh, this is a fascinating race. Mr. Mozart, $3.60. Readybet.com.au. Do download the app, gamble responsibly. Uh, Waterford, $7.00. Start Tontes. Start Tontes was backed into $5 before the barrier draw uh, in the final field stuff. Now it's at the nines, uh, Valena nines, longer the rest. Um <sighs> I can't. I don't understand how Mr. Mozart's so short. We'll get to that later on. This speed map looks a little bit more um, standard, and again, there's a bit of Melbourne form here with the highest profile rider at the meeting, not the best, but the highest profile rider, Benny Mellon, Benny Mellon, and J. Carr, Different cities. They're going to talk about it. Um, we're not, but he's going to lead on this horse, Lavish Girl. Is he not? I,
2: I thought Lavish Girl was the leader. Yet yeah, with Mr. Mozart having to come across from 18, how did know, you say it, Mark?
1: Well, there's a ton of backmarkers in this race, isn't there? I mean, you line up the four-year-olds that are obviously um, auditioning for the Golden Eagle, and um, I I was astonished at how little speed there is. Lavish Girl looks um, a bit of an ant on her uh, Melbourne form, but she looks to get an easy lead there. Uh, Mr. Mozart, I'm a bit concerned that uh, Willie Pike seemed to make a lot of the fact that he didn't want to get this horse revved up um, because he ended up uh, pulling his way up three deep, but I guess Gun will have a uh, he'll have a, a clue as to what to do. Velana looks to get a a perfect run, uh, just in behind the speed there. So I'd say he had lavish girl leading, Mister Mozart and Velana box seating, um, and there's just no other speed there. Mm. Does something like Brigenstein settle closer from a Does indeed, does indeed, uh, ridden off the pace there from a wide gate uh, when the. Um, when the conveyor belt was operating, and um, as you say, fresh, uh, still fresh, off uh, second up off a long spell, Brigantine will be handy enough.
0: Can Lavish Girl win? I think she's.
1: I think it's a bet here. I think the the,
0: the thing that beat it in Melbourne will win the last. Um not say Did yeah. Didn't want to say its name. Didn't want to say its name, but I think it's a like very. It started baller eighty, I think, in the last at Caulfield, uh, and this thing swims.
1: Yeah, okay, but she does seem to so seem to have had some very, very sympathetic uh, uh, race shapes for her, um, and, um, you know, it's nice to think that here she is uh, second up uh, getting uh, an easy lead, but um, I thought her form was uh, a little bit hollow. Yep, yeah,
2: Yeah, that was, that was my issue with her. It. it certainly gets all favours, or appears to get all favours. Yeah, I just thought this is... Look, I'm not saying I'm certainly not saying she can't win, because she's going to be really, really perfectly suited, and she may well get away with it. But uh, I just thought this is a far stronger race than um, a far stronger field than those she's been meeting in Melbourne.
0: Have we got any bets then in this race, guys?
2: I- I'd just be against Mister Mozart. I thought this was a six-seven dollars a field race when I finished it, um, and I thought around eleven to four uh, was quite short enough, even though it does look to be outside lead and will get its chance. He. That was a funny race to the race that Kiko won because he he looked like he was going to run about fifth at the two hundred, um, maybe, and, and then was coming again on the line. But he certainly hit a flat spot for about one hundred and fifty meters. It was a looks
1: strange. looks very dodgy form. Um, Ellsberg had to then find a fresh platform to come off to run his race yeah. in the Epsom. Um, so yeah, there's that query over him. Um, um, interesting that you're playing Bookie. It seems like the, the right hat to wear, but uh, Valana was the horse that caught my eye. Resuming off the Stradbroke, Blue Fresh, Nash on board, and a positive map, um, it is the horse that I would be looking to back in the race. Of course, we've got some super promising horses. I mean, Lock Eagle, you don't do that at Canterbury, what he did first up, and he's obviously got formed through Mr. Mozart and uh, Valana. And Waterford uh, beat a poor team there at Rose Hill last start and is coming back in distance, but. Uh, has done everything that's been asked of him. It's um, a cracking race. And then, you know, Espiona's going to run double figures tomorrow. She hasn't, she hasn't run longer than bloody yeah. two to one in a life. It's
2: Yeah. The, 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 the uh, Sydney Racing Public have finally got sick of her, it appears. She has been...
0: Uh, Talk about hollow form. Like the whole profile's built off her bashing up nothing of Flemington On Oak's day, yeah. But everyone was, was watching. I yeah, but-
2: said after that race, not entirely seriously, but I think I used the word winks after that win. Um and have gone
1: to the Well, the other thing is that uh, she has done enough to get you in. Uh, they talk about Zach Crawley being uh, the English opener that uh, just manages to, uh, yeah. to score <laughs> enough runs when required to stay in the team. Well, Espiona's win at the end of the uh, carnival, the car stakes, was a bit like that as well. You know, she was there. She was. Oh, she is as good as we thought. Yeah, but uh, alas, no, no. <laughs> yeah. and drawn. Car park as well. There's a lot against it.
2: Um, yeah, Waterford I think is a very nice horse, but is the pattern going to suit him? He's um, uh, leading Sydney. bookie, Dave Dwyer's in the ownership. Uh, friend of mine. I hope uh, can get the,
1: and, get and Shane as well. There's that's uh, got a yeah, real bookie bookie association.
2: Yes, um, I hope for the, for those guys it can run top three and get into the Golden Eagle for them um, on ability. I think it certainly could, but pattern is going to be the key. I fear tomorrow.
1: Yes well I mean certainly if it if it uh, I wasn't aware uh, of its requirement to um to get into the uh, the field because it's obviously looking to get back to rose hill in 1500 and this yeah. seems just like a um a mid prep trial for it.
2: Yeah but it does need to run up place to guarantee a spot in the field anyway but uh, this is not the only million dollar barrier trial we see in sydney at this time of year the premier stux has run.
1: Yes it's uh that's uh, who knew there were that much money in trials.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, you shouldn't complain about trials in Sydney. Oh, no,
2: yes, I do apologize for that. Every time I watch a Victorian preview show or your review show, and you're talking about slogging through those bloody jump outs. I
0: no- get travel sickness watching it.
2: The Flemington jump outs are horrible. They're where that camera is, they're and the they're best, best one, and they're the best mm.
1: and they're hard to watch. Yeah, I agree. I've, 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 look, I've tackled the last two, uh, Two-year-old races uh, tomorrow, tomorrow at Caulfield and last week at Flemington, and uh, it's not pretty. It's time travel, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Absolute time travel. All
0: right, boys. Best bets. Anything for the punters at home for the meeting at Randwick on Saturday.
2: Um, I don't have a best bet at this stage. I am if they're on. Uh, as we do this every week at Ready Bet, we go top odds a favourite in Melbourne and Sydney. Uh, Mister Mozart will be the favourite. We're best price all day about so. No tricks, no promotions there, no money back for that. But if you want to get the best price in the market, come and see us.
1: All right. Well, I'm a bookender. Um, I like the uh, the weaker races to try and target uh, the highway. Uh, well, it's got many, many runners at this stage. There is a country trainer called Danielle Sieb who overperforms to buggery. She's got... Uh, King of Spades, who I did tip in the highway last time, he's got a great chance. But the stablemate Alma Hero is second up, Jay Collett, and looks to get a very favourable map there. So Alma Hero in the first. And Feel the Night comes off a highway run into a 1,000-metre benchmark 78. Now, the 1,000-metre races in Sydney are never proper Saturday races. There's something about the distance that uh, either uh, affects the field or affects the form, but Feel the Night uh, really – should have won last start. Uh, he was best to begin. Dragged back um, and then had trouble getting a run and then flew at the line. Uh, that's a pretty weak race, the last race, with a, uh, with enough speed. Uh, Rachel King's just got to uh, to po- poke him through there. And uh, he's my uh, finishers. That's 11 in the last race, 10, and race one, number 13, Alma Hero.
2: Does have a bit of a Wednesday feel about it, that race 10, doesn't it? So-
0: I am race seven, number seven, flag of honour each way. I think you'll get a improve performance at a big price uh boys absolute pleasure feel safe great cricketer safe with you back on the show mark honestly it's been a pleasure
1: you're welcome uh, you're all, you guys are doing a great job and um keep doing what you're doing
0: again if you want to hear more of mark which you should uh head to the racing round you find them on twitter uh they're on they've got your youtube channel they've got all sorts of packages where you can get mark stuff um assess prices uh, i couldn't tip a, Big enough if you want to evolve yourself as a punter and understand what happens and what doesn't happen and what's going to happen. and Just the little pearls you pick up, just watching the pearl up, but you do pick up pearls, just watching and listening. I've just picked that one there. If I get it another horse, we might be sending it to Danielle Sieb. Where's she <laughs> trained out of? Galvan. Oh, Christ! Right, so she, yeah, to- she, yeah, she, she gets the.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah, So we look. A lot of our content is behind a paywall, but there is two weeks uh, where you don't have to pay anything, so you get a chance to look at our stuff and uh, get amongst it. I mean, the 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 the, the beauty of uh, both social media and um, and YouTube, etc. In the last fifteen years, has been the ability to communicate uh, some of the stuff that the mainstream media will never touch. Um, mm. So uh, it's been. A great journey uh, for all of us involved in um, in talking um, some of the uh, talking the passion that we all uh, that we all uh, have for this great game.
0: A little bit like the punting form stuff. spend the money on yourself learning. Yeah. The same stuff with the rant. So um, couldn't tip it hard enough, boys. Thank you so much for a very enjoyable show for us. Hope you guys enjoyed it at home. Um, Rob Scarry airborne, completely airborne. He'd be very, very, very much in his own head today. God almighty, with the rain and is he going, is he not going, but it is only down the road. So if you want to get involved, mailbag.com.au. Have a great weekend and bye for now.